0: I come to a balance now where I'm good at turning off and relaxing, um, but I still got that drive to learn. So now I'm learning a lot about nutrition and about the body and new stuff that is coming out all the time, you know, uh, epigenetics and, and you know how we can influence our genes and turn them on and turn them off and uh, through training, through nutrition, through various um, you know, breathing techniques and and all these different things. So um, I think I've got the same fascination that I had with bodybuilding now with um, health and wellness and, and spirituality. Those are the things that I'm interested in.
1: Hi, I'm Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning is the guest for this episode Mr. Dorian Yates. Now, I started this podcast because as a fitness educator, I've created education programs for personal training certifications. I've worked with some of the top fitness equipment companies. I've I've worked with some of the top health clubs. So I started this podcast to try to bring you some of the best experts to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. One of my visions when I started All About Fitness was I wanted to be able to interview athletes, You know, people who played professional sports for a living and really what they're doing after retirement, after they got out of sports, how they're maintaining their high level of fitness. You know, because it's one thing if you get paid to play a sport, if you're getting paid to play a sport, you have to stay in shape. That's part of your job. But once you retire, it's different. You know, I want to talk to I want to talk to athletes after they retire. How are they using fitness throughout the aging process to maintain their shape? And that's why I wanted this opportunity to speak with Dorian Yates, a six-time winner of the Mr. Olympia title on bodybuilding. He was one of the most prolific bodybuilders during his career. And this is really a special opportunity. One of the companies I consult with, I write education for, is Nautilus. You know, I recently wrote the Nautilus Strength Specialist Program. And this year is the 50th anniversary of Nautilus Strength Training Machines. And we're working with Dorian Yates to promote the benefits of Nautilus Strength Training. I'd like to say a huge thank you to my colleague Eve Roswell-Davies in our UK office. She's the one who introduced me to Dorian and set this interview up. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I actually recorded this interview in early March. It was before the huge COVID-19 virus really blew up and shut everything down. The reason why I sat on this interview for a little while, in all honesty, is once they shut the gyms down is in this interview, Dorian and I talk about working out. We talk about strength training. We talk about other gym-based workouts. And I wanted to be a little sensitive to those of us that weren't able to access fitness facilities. Because really, we're already missing the gym, right? I mean, a lot of us that are fitness junkies, we miss working out in the gym. And I didn't want to run an interview where we're talking about it and make you miss it even further. Currently, Dorian lives in Spain, where he runs his supplement company, DUI Nutrition. And I wanted to interview Dorian because I wanted to find out, I mean, how is a former Mr. Olympia staying in shape in his later years? And I really, I don't like to use the title former. He's a Mr. Olympia winner, six-time winner of the award. And I want to find out, like, how is he staying in shape? What's he doing for his workouts? And I think you're going to be fascinated by some of the things he's doing to maintain his fitness now that he's getting close to 60 years old. If you're looking for workout ideas, if you're kind of tired of doing the same thing over and over again And that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, yet expecting different results? Check out the new workouts I've created for listeners of All About Fitness. I have a dumbbell strength training workout, a kettlebell conditioning workout, and a functional core training workout. Each workout program is eight weeks long and gets progressively more challenging. Not only do you get the main workout, but you also get a mobility workout and metabolic conditioning workouts. So basically you're getting three workouts for the eight-week program. The workout's designed to help you move better, right? The body is designed to move, not work as a series of isolated muscles. As a listener of the podcast, use code AAF2020, that's AAF2020, to save 60% off the cost of each one of those programs. Now, I'm not going to be taking advertising dollars, I'm not going to be hiding in the content of All About Fitness behind a paywall, like a lot of other podcasts do. Instead, if you're a listener of All About Fitness, if you enjoy learning about fitness, each one of these programs will help you learn a lot more about how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. And that's how you can support the podcast. Now, back to the introduction, and I'm not going to say anything more. This is a fascinating discussion with the six-time Mr. Olympia winner, Mr. Dorian Yates. I'm Pete McCall of the All About Fitness podcast, and today it is an honor, and, and Mr. Yates, I really mean that. It's an honor uh, to speak with multiple Mr. Olympia winner, Dorian Yates. Uh, Dorian, thank you for your time. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, man. Sitting out in the sun in southern Spain looking at the beach, so
1: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's funny because sometimes I look around, and when I first got into, into fitness and into exercise, of course it was bodybuilding that, that got me into that, and that was when you were in your run of, of Mr. Olympia, and if you had ever told me at the time that I'd be having a conversation with you, I would have, you know, it's one of those things It's the way that, fun, that life uh, works out. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever stop and look around and think Think to yourself, how oh, did yeah. I get here? Yeah, a lot of times, man. I mean, like all the guys that I, uh,
0: when I was a kid and reading the magazines, of course, we had no internet. So it was just the magazines and, you know, you, you'd be waiting and going to the bookstore uh, to see when the magazine was going to arrive, especially in England, because it, it came from the States, like Muscle Builder and the Joe Weider magazines, which were the best ones, and you didn't even know. So you go one day, and it's not there, and you go the next day, and, and all this stuff. So um, all these guys in the magazine, of course, uh, eventually got to meet most of them, and uh, one guy that I admired a lot was Mike Mensa. Uh, his training and so on influenced me a lot and, and later on I met him and we're training together and going for dinner and stuff so it's uh, you, know, you know you never know what life can bring you but mainly
1: if you believe it it can happen. That's what I think, man. Anything's possible, really. Well, and that's exactly you know. I don't want to spend too much time because because I know your bodybuilding uh, life was a long time ago. But what what drove you? You were known for be, you know having one of, like the thickest you know bodies in the sport at the time. What, what what was your what what was your drive? Like what was your motivation that caused you to to end you got ended up being a multiple champion? Uh, I think. It, I mean, it goes through stages
0: depending on where where you're at, but. Um, I think the general drive for me was um, I felt like I really wanted to do something with my life I wanted to do something different, something special something, um, you know, the expectations of the people around me and the environment and so on I just didn't feel like I fit in there I I didn't see that, you know, getting a a house and some kids and and a job and this uh, i didn't see that as being my future um of course all that stuff can happen as well but that, yeah, it was very limited the environment i grew up with and um i think the drive was to to really change my life and and uh and do something with it and bodybuilding was something that um i had an aptitude for um i was naturally muscular i i loved training i loved pushing myself and uh uh, I, I like the I like the challenge I like the discipline it was almost like bodybuilding was made for me um, and and I loved the learning as well um, which was probably harder then again no internet so it was, it was books and magazines and talking to other people and and figuring this whole jigsaw puzzle out of how to you know get as muscular as possible how to get the body fat as low as possible combined with that and all these uh, different things but the the drive I think it it was just an insane drive to like change my life and then I changed my life and then I I wanted to be the best and then I was the best and then I wanted to see like kind of how far we could take this how big and strong and muscular can you get and I kind of got into new territories where people hadn't been I was competing in Mr. Olympia around 260 pounds and I think Prior to that, Lee Haney was the heaviest win around 240, so it was kind of new territory, and I wanted to see how far I could uh, take it while I was doing it. So it, it went through stages, I think, really.
1: Well, I talked to – recently I interviewed a, a woman named Danielle Martin who's a performance coach. And we were talking about high performers. And one thing she mentioned about high performers is high performers are always interested in learning. Is that kind yeah. of what, what helped you with your journey? Like, you know, because you said there was no I, internet. I, I
0: believe so. I mean, I don't know. I've been reading since I was a kid and I love reading. Uh, and that was just a huge advantage for me because I just – I literally read everything that was published. I'm not joking. Man. I had every magazine – from, I don't know, like mid 80s when I started training. I even had magazines from the 70s because older brothers of friends and this are people, they would give me their old magazines. And I had this awesome collection which I lost later on in a, in a flood and everything, which was a shame. But I had all these magazines, probably every any magazine that was published on bodybuilding between 1984 and 1998, I had it. Uh, every book that you could think of. And, uh, yeah, it just fascinated me. And Mike mentor and his training was a big part of that because um, I believe I'm a kind of very analytical and very logical thinker. And just all this made sense, the kind of training that he was uh, advocating. And actually, it came from Arthur Jones, who uh, made the Nautilus exercise machines way back in the, in the 70s. Uh, so, yeah, I, I loved learning. I still do love learning. I'm learning about different subjects now. Um, I'm very good at learning, but it has to be something that really fascinates me. If it's not particularly interesting, I, I really find it hard to absorb. But if i got an interest in it, I go through phases. Of different periods of history I get interested in
1: sometimes and just want to find out as much as I can about it. Well, isn't that the funny thing with the school system, Dorian, is that you know, you're forced into a school system where they try to teach you what to learn, which can be very challenging, but then, when you find something that that really engages you, how much does that light you up?
0: yeah, I mean, when I was at school i I instinctively felt that something was wrong and i and I know more now why that okay, you're learning some stuff at school, and uh, some stuff's important reading writing numbers and so on, but you learn a lot of irrelevant stuff, and there's a lot of damn important stuff that you need in life and you don't learn at school and uh I just think sticking a kid in a room from nine in the morning until four or five o'clock, and telling just to sit down and do this and do that—it's somehow it's totally unnatural, and it's kind of preparing you and indoctrinating you for the system that you'll <laughs> hopefully uh, continue being compliant in. So uh, I didn't enjoy school, um, but yeah, if there's you know uh, when I got into bodybuilding, I wanted to study nutrition, and I'm I'm reading everything about nutrition just because I. I I need it first of all; it's required, and uh, I found it fascinating. Same thing with the training; I just wanted to have like every advantage that I could get. And first of all, there were no coaches and nutritionists back then working with athletes in, in bodybuilding or anything like that, like they like have now. So you pretty much got to learn yourself, or you know, take the advice of somebody that's older and more experienced, maybe. Um, but I was never good at that; I was not in a way that I couldn't learn from other people I would listen and I would learn from from anybody but I would kind of just calculate and weigh everything up and ultimately I would be the one making the decision whether to do this diet or this training and uh, and so on so um, I like bodybuilding because it was very individual I did my training, I did my diet I did, I lifted the weights, I, I had to do everything Yeah, so win or lose it was me and I think Maybe from my upbringing, I always felt like other people were letting me down and I could do a much fucking better job myself. I thought that about my parents and and the school and everything. I can do this better myself. And uh, I think that was a bit of a drive
1: as well. If you're like Dorian and you're constantly looking for education and information about fitness, please join me on Friday, May 8th. I'm doing a webinar 11 a.m. Pacific time in the United States called Dynamic Anatomy. There'll be information down below in the show notes. If you sign up for the webinar, you get a copy of my ebook called Dynamic Anatomy. In this webinar and in the ebook, you learn how your muscles are designed to move. You know, your abs, your rectus abdominis, does not flex the spine. Your inner thigh muscles don't do what they th- what you think they do. Your hamstrings, they can bend the knee, flex the knee, but that's not what they're designed to do. The fact is, a lot of the exercises we do in the gym don't correspond with how our muscles are actually designed to function in this webinar and in my ebook you'll learn how your muscles actually move how your muscles are designed to function so you can identify the best exercises that will help you feel great so check it out dynamic anatomy the webinar in the ebook i'm doing the webinar live on friday may 8th if you hear this recording afterwards i'll have the recorded webinar for sale down below in the show notes The recorded webinar and the ebook will tell you everything you need to know about your muscles, so you can learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Now let's get back to the interview. How do you focus? Because that drive doesn't go away. I I really, I don't like using the term like former champion because if you're a champion, you're always a champion. But how do you channel that today? What what do you focus on today? What drives you today?
0: I got this mindset that I can now turn on or turn off, and I got discipline that I can turn on or turn off as needed. So I think it's now more a point of getting balance in life, where when I was younger and just, you know, you just total ton of vision focused solely on this one goal and everything else is taking a backseat uh, compared to that, is maybe productive, if you know, for an extreme sport like that or for a period of time to achieve something. Um, but I don't think it's really healthy in the long term so I, I come to a balance now where I, I can, I'm good at turning off and relaxing um, but I still get that drive to learn so now I'm learning a lot about nutrition and about the body and uh, new stuff that is coming out all the time you know uh, epigenetics and, and you know how we can influence our genes and turn them on and turn them off and uh, through training, through nutrition, through various, um, you know, breathing techniques, and, and all these different things. So, um, I think I've got the same fascination that I had with bodybuilding now with um, health and wellness and, and spirituality. Those are the things that I'm interested
1: in. And I want um, to sorry. Good. Yeah, go ahead. Man. Well, go I wanna, ahead. and I want to touch on spirituality in a moment. But how have you? Now that you're in your late fifties, and anybody who can search Wikipedia can see your age. Um, but now you're in your late fifties. How have you changed your your fitness routine? How are you kind of approaching activity now? It's not just going to the gym and slamming weights like you oh. used to. But how do you approach like your overall fitness level?
0: Well, let's talk about fitness, but there's a spiritual aspect to that because. Now I understand that I'm not my body; it's just a vehicle that I'm using. And as a competitive bodybuilder, I needed that vehicle. That vehicle was my, you know, was my product, right? So um, I needed that vehicle to be a certain way, as, as muscular uh, and lean as possible. So everything was geared towards that. My interest, my reading, and what everything I was doing was geared towards that. Where now. I don't need that vehicle. It would just be impractical for my uses now. Um, plus, I have got some injuries, which means I cannot lift heavy weights in, in and in a lot of movements, and it would just be damaging to try and do that. So, um, but I don't, you know, I feel no great loss of that because I don't need to be that huge and muscular now. I need a body that's that's healthy, first of all, and functional. For, for what I want to do and uh, right now my training is a, there's a lot of variety in it because I need a lot of different things. I need mobility, I need flexibility, I need cardiovascular fitness, uh, I need balance and uh, you know and a certain amount of uh, strength and, and muscle mass because I'm getting older you, you don't want to start losing that so I need a little bit of resistance training. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm hiking up mountains, I'm doing mountain biking. I'm doing horse riding I'm doing Pilates yoga and uh, also some stuff in the gym and mixing it all up um because I enjoy being outdoors I'm living in Spain now I love outdoor stuff I'm stuck in a dark dungeon in the depths of Birmingham for 20 years lifting weights so I enjoy some contrast now and uh, uh you know I'm feeling great I'm very healthy and uh I work with a with a doctor, so we're checking bloods all the time and everything. And uh, everything's looking really great for for my age. And I'm learning more all the time. And I'm doing breathing exercises. I'm doing cold water stuff now and saunas. And, uh, so I'm kind of like making myself my own lab, as I did when I was a bodybuilder. But this is about health and wellness and, and functionality and. You know, you could say anti-aging, but we're, we're all aging to a degree and we're all going to die one day. But uh, I'd rather not spend 10 or 15 years of my latter uh, years in pain and discomfort and not being able to like, appreciate life and uh, and everything it offers because your vehicle is not functioning properly now.
1: Well, isn't it isn't that kind of interesting that that I, as you know as we enter this phase and I'm, I'm a few years younger than you, but I definitely um, and that's that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast is understanding that we have to take care of, of this body while we have it. Did you ever imagine that you would be doing yoga and that you would be doing breathing exercises? I mean, how as you get I don't into know, that,
0: maybe maybe, maybe the breathing exercises. I mean, like 20, thirty years ago, we didn't know much about it, but maybe that because I had an interest in martial arts and so on and Bruce Lee and. The, All this stuff, so breathing's not so far out, but yoga, and, I mean, Pilates, I I saw um, Jay Cutler, I don't know if you said Jay Cutler, who's also a multiple Mr. Olympia winner, but he was doing Pilates while he was training for Olympia, and, you know, I was, like, laughing, like, what kind of gay shit is this, man, he's doing, this is a woman's stuff, and I didn't know how helpful it could be for, you know, uh, strengthening your core and uh, functional movements and so on. So definitely the young Dorian would be laughing at this one, doing the yoga and Pilates. But, you know, hopefully in life the whole point is to evolve, right? So you evolve, you get new information, your perspective changes, and that's where I am now. I know, I know more than the younger Dorian. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I would have wasted 25 years.
1: Well isn't that the case I mean hopefully we all learn a little bit more as we get older now you have dy nutrition as you know as a, as a company what role does yeah. nutrition play now in in maintaining your active life
0: well it plays it plays a big part but it's very different from when I was pursuing bodybuilding um, my diet now is fairly pretty much plant-based I don't like to say vegan or vegetarian because I mean you know You could be a vegetarian eating pizza, a chocolate bar, and Coca Cola, and you know, yeah, eating shit. So you could be a very unhealthy vegetarian. And vegan is a bit, for me, is a bit extreme. Uh, So I'm pretty much plant based. I cut out uh, red meat about five years ago, and slowly been trimming down the animal protein because I don't need it, and I don't think it's necessarily healthy to continue to eat high amounts of that. Um, I have some fish occasionally and some free-range eggs occasionally, but pretty much it's, uh, you know, 95% is uh, is plant-based. So highly nutritious um, plant foods. I'm eating a lot of quinoa, uh, wild rice and beans and uh, oats. Um, I use a vegan um, uh Plant-based uh, protein now to supplement the protein. I have lentils, uh, chickpeas, all these kind of stuff, and a lot of greens, and have a uh, a juice pretty much every day, and, and I feel great, man. Like some things have just really, I mean, not like a little bit. I mean, really dramatically changed. Um, apart from blood results, my lo- my levels of inflammation. Uh, uh, and so on is like super low um, and my skin is totally changed I, I mean I'm, I don't have a good skin and it was very very white and I couldn't ever get the color even for Mr. Olympia I couldn't get a color on the sun in the sun bed i just get red I guess I don't have the melanin in my skin the pigment right so that's it for me I'm never going to get brown I started I changed my diet started juicing every day spent a lot of time in Spain and uh guess what, I'm not burning anymore, I'm not even <laughs> wearing sunscreen, and I get, I'm getting color, so my skin improved a lot, I, I was at a point where I thought, man my eyes are going a bit I think I'm going to have to get some glasses soon and that was like six years ago and there's like no fucking way I need glasses now, my eyes are like easily 23% better, and that's just from the diet, so and, and a lot of other things going on, my cholesterol super low, and inflammation is low, um Everything's looking great, and I, and I feel great, and I feel energetic, and uh, I probably only eat like twice a day, and um, I feel better than when I was bodybuilding, I, you know, I was so heavy then.
1: Isn't well, isn't that, it, isn't that amazing? Know? Sorry about that.
0: Yeah,
1: go ahead, man. Well, it's amazing how we evolve. And I just want to ask you, you know, one or two more questions, respecting your time. So what role does strength training play? You know, I mean, you're very active. You mentioned yoga and Pilates. Yeah. And what role does strength training play? And how often do you do you strength train?
0: Well, I go in, uh, I do some weights once, or twice a week. I wouldn't say strength training, really, because, I mean, for instance, basic exercises like overhead press, bench press, and so on, I can't do them. I mean, not even a little bit. I can't do them, you know, even with the – 100 pounds would be struggling because I've got a torn uh, supraspinatus, a mm. torn rotocuff that I did have repaired, but it, it came off again. And it's just like, I don't know if it's a surgical solution that would make it stronger. and Maybe not. But even if there was, I don't know if I'd want to do that at this point. I've had about six surgeries between a hip surgery, an elbow surgery, several shoulder surgeries. <clears throat> so I've got a very weak shoulder joint and I tore a bicep and a tricep muscle on that left side, same side as the shoulder. So those two muscles are permanently shortened and weakened because the mechanics weaken. Uh, so it means my left side, as far as pushing, is much weaker than the right side, and it causes lots of problems. So what I do now, I do some functional stuff to like stabilize the, the shoulder blades, which is more with bands and light weights. And I do a few exercises for upper body that I can do. Uh, I can do some light flies, some light rows, um, some upright rows, some curls, and some push downs. That's about it. Lower body, I can do anything I want, but you know, no point having 30-inch legs and you know you can't train your upper body. So um, lower body, I do some. I do a lot of stretching and stuff with the yoga and Pilates, and uh, I do some leg presses and some. Uh, some uh, light deadlifts and stuff like that for for lower body, but um, not super heavy. Well, so it's... it's more just to like, it's more just to maintain and make sure, like try to start the muscles from atrophying, uh, you know, as you get older and so on, because the other ex- the other activities I do are not really, you know, they're not strength based. So I need to do a little bit. If I could do more, if I didn't have the injuries, I, you know, I'd do more because uh, I still, uh, love lifting weights, but unfortunately, it's not the best thing for me now. So I have to be, uh, you know, uh, I have to be careful about that. I think it's uh, it's very difficult for people uh, in bodybuilding. Maybe it's the same with all other sports. That this is what they know, and this is what they're good at, and this is what they're used to. And even at some point, maybe it's not anymore the best thing for you, but it's what you know, and you don't feel comfortable going and trying something else, but... Uh, Well, it's all about learning and changing and adapting. And, you know, I had to go and do yoga when I couldn't even fucking stand on one foot without falling over. And, you know, I leave the ego at the door. I didn't care. I'm there to, for myself, uh, and there to improve and to learn and and get the benefit from the yoga. So, uh, you know, you kind of got to park the ego a little bit to do that.
1: Well, and that's and that's one thing i've found you know now that i'm in, you know into my late 40s and i'm I, I take a little bit of yoga too and it's kind of, it's kind of nice to hear cuz i've been trying to cut back on meat and all that other stuff so i'm i'm following a good example it looks it sounds like but how how humbling is it to try yoga cuz i find it for me now at my age i'd rather be able to do an arm balance or rather be able to do an inversion than bench press 315 you know, do you find yoga yeah, like
0: and, you know a... uh, you're in your 40s right I don't know how long you've been training but you've probably been training for some time so let's let's be honest about this if you've been training for 10 15 years and you were you know you started when you were younger and now you're in your 40s it's probably gonna be difficult for you to even do what you could do in the past when you're thirty years old maybe at the peak of your strength where with yoga is like no limit right I mean I can do Some stuff in yoga I can't do because of my shoulder injury. I can't do headstands and handstands. not good for me. But uh, even if it's just the pose, I mean, it's endless. You can always improve on it or you can improve your breathing or you can just move this a little bit or you can learn something more. So there's more room there for learning. Like I'm sure you can do yoga for the next 10 years and you'll still be learning stuff and still be getting better. Um, So now I've been doing yoga for like three, four years so, you know, I'm pretty decent on the basic stuff. Uh, you know, I know what the poses are and the, everything. So I could just drop anywhere I am around the world and just drop into a yoga class and, uh, and do a class and you feel great afterwards. It's a different feeling from doing weights where with weights you feel exhausted and your nervous system maybe feels a bit fried because it's super intense in that way. Uh, but yoga, you feel more like just calm and relaxed, relaxed. Uh, tired if you like and uh, you feel great you feel energetic it tunes up your energy if you, if you you know if you like if you can understand that oh absolutely uh, it the body it tunes up your chakra points and everything and uh, you know the twisting and the turning and the breathing uh, it all helps your internal organs as well so you got so many uh, benefits there and I just feel great and I enjoy doing it.
1: Well, and that that kind of brings me to my last question, Dorian. If you don't mind me me going here, because I think this ties right in into the spirituality, and this has been a, a subject I've been fascinated by, but I haven't yet taken, um, haven't yet found the right the right opportunity to take the right trip. Okay. And that's been your you you you've been a proponent of psychedelics. You you know in in doing the research for this, you know I saw that you've you know yeah. you you've done uh, I think ayahuasca if I if I do pronounce it correctly. How ayahuasca. how is how, how what's that? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. How has that ayahuasca. changed your perspective on the world, like in terms of understanding the role that you, you play within your body and how it functions uh, as a vehicle for you? It's changed it
0: immensely. I mean, I did my own experiments with psychedelics and uh, LSD and, and DMT, and that started giving me different perspectives. And then, of course, the ayahuasca, which is uh, done in a ceremonial fashion with the shamans. And actually, I, I have um, a headliner camp now in Costa Rica. Uh, we've had three camps now, so we only have 20 people there. But, I, you know, I've seen a group of 20 people come and 20 people going at the end of the week just, like, changed people. And uh, we're all staying in touch as well. So it has a massive effect and very complex subject that we could discuss all night. But let me just... The one really main thing that I took from it and I think most people will take uh, when they experience it is that somehow there really is no separation, uh, that everything is connected and you are part of everything and everything is part of you and it's all one thing. Uh, to give you an example, let's take the human body. The human body is made up... I mean I'm not a scientist, and am educated, I don't know how many billions of cells make up the human body, but it's kind of like that, we're all kind of cells, so we're not the whole thing, but we're part of it, so somehow we are the whole thing, if, if that makes sense. So the way I see it is God, or the universe, or the creative force that's behind everything, Is not something separate that we need to find our way back to. It's already within us. It's already us. So, um, and everything you do can ripple out and affect everything else. So I'm just trying to do positive things with my time and help people on their journey. That's why I do the Ayahuasca camp and we have people out there. You know, we're all uh, kind of a big family now trying to help each other evolve. And I think this is the time now in human evolution where consciousness is going through a rapid evolution and there's a lot going on on both sides of that, the good and the bad, because it doesn't come without the other side.
1: Well, and this has been an area. I read a book a number of years ago by one of your countrymen, Graham Hancock, who who first yeah talked, yeah, sure. talked about talked about spirit journeys. And so it's been it's been kind of an area of interest for me. And, and I've spoken with a gentleman by the name of Paul Check, who um, you know years ago he's been a yeah. fitness educator, and years ago he started talking about spirituality as the next kind of you know area that we're going to focus on in fitness and that's why i want to ask you that question dorian is because i do believe that if you are somebody that takes care of your physical being then looking at a psychedelic journey is is a component of that but you're looking at the inner you know you're looking at the spiritual being. so i really appreciate your insight on that. spiritual
0: uh, fitness
1: yeah absolutely spiritual you know.
0: fitness you know maybe maybe you went to a camp to really get into training and learn about training and uh, this is like going inside your own mind and communicating with everything that is connected to that you don't know you're connected to
1: yeah and, and i'm reading uh michael polian's book right now on, um, on on it and he calls him i think he calls them psychonauts or you know i've heard yeah. of him, he, he, took, he calls it psychonauts of where you're you're learning that inner journey so it's just i wanted to you know i, I had to ask that question because you know in doing the, my research for the interview i, I just thought that was fascinating that, that you've gone... You know, you, well,
0: there, there is a, quite a, a growing number of individuals now and, and Paul Check is not somebody that I've met personally but I'm familiar with him and, and his stuff because he's been on London Real uh, a podcast that, that I was on as well has a lot of interesting guests on there. Um, so there seems to be a growing number of people now that uh, are physical if you like athletes or trainers or whatever I'm from bodybuilding and some guys from martial arts and different areas Paul... This background I'm not quite sure of, but that are really now kind of combining the physical with the spiritual and the mental and trying to get, you know, ultimate fitness is is getting to be healthy and uh, well in all those areas. Um, so it's all coming together now, I think. Uh, there's a lot of people from sports that are getting into, into spirituality and vice versa. Um, I don't think you can be... Um, you know, ultimately evolved if, you, if you've neglected any of those areas.
1: No, I'd agree. And so I think that's where we leave it, Mr. Yates. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your insight. Man. Because man. Uh, can
0: I just say if, uh, if anyone's interested in looking, if anyone's interested in my uh, ayahuasca camps, they can look on Saltara.co. That's the facility that um, hosts the camps in, in uh, Costa Rica. If anyone's feeling the call, go
1: check out the website absolutely and what was that website again i'm going to link below to it uh, it's uh soltara.co.co okay soltara no I, that would be fascinating and you know i might follow up with you off on the, offline about that because i've been looking for that i've been looking for an opportunity of personally where i can you know take that journey you, you know go because... check
0: it out man you, honestly you won't find a better place and more professional caring staff and a very small intimate group in a you know i mean the perfect location and uh um I don't think it gets much better than that. Go check out the website; you'll see everything on there.
1: Well, now my blind, my. Yeah, mind. Yeah, if you
0: want, if you want, to, if you want to talk further, man, just let me know.
1: Absolutely. Now my mind is completely not, not only am I having a conversation with a multiple multiple Mr. Olympia winner, but also we're ended up the conversation talking about something completely no, different. If, but if you know, if, like,
0: uh, I've learned that the the plant medicine is so is so uh, intelligent, so wise beyond our understanding. That, uh, you know, somehow the people that are supposed to be there get there. So that's how it is. You know, that's why I just put it out there. And it, uh, if People feel the call and
1: they're, they're meant to be there. So it will happen. All right. Well, cheers, Mr. Yates. I'll put your contact information down below and people can follow up if they want. And I really appreciate your time this morning or this evening for you.
0: All right. Great. And if anyone wants to contact me, they can go through the D1
1: Nutrition uh,
0: website also.
1: Years ago, when I started weightlifting, I was like 15, 16 years old. And of course, you know, it was the 80s. You know, who do you think, you know, the first book I bought was? It was Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Education of a Bodybuilder. And it really, you know, I was one of those guys, like a lot of other guys, I wanted these big muscles. But along the way, I learned that necessarily training for size isn't always the best thing. Plus, I mean, 100% honesty, I just don't have, A, I don't have the genetics and the physique. B, I don't have the willpower to really, to, to have done well in bodybuilding. If I had trained for bodybuilding, it would have been painful. And if anybody's ever trained for bodybuilding or figure show, you know what I'm talking about. It takes a lot of dedication. It does. It takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of willpower. It just takes a lot of gosh darn work to train for a local bodybuilding show, let alone to be an international champion like Dorian. So I really, you know, I I have so much respect for the people that, that train at that level to, to reach that pinnacle. I mean, being a national champion is one thing, but winning Mr. Olympia, competing for Mr. Olympia means that you're a freak. And I mean that in the best sense of the word. Just being able to be eligible to compete for Mr. Olympia means you're one of the top pros in the sport. Winning it once is just, you know, you're one of the best. Winning it repeatedly like Dorian and like, like Lee Haney and like Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler and Arnold these guys are just sick athletes and they more importantly they just have the dedication to train at a high level but if you know anything about that if you've seen the the Ronnie Coleman special on Netflix if you if you've heard about you know you heard about Dorian talking about his injuries his pain it may not be the best way to train I mean we we need to think about how our muscles are designed to move And that's exactly why I wrote the book Smarter Workouts. I mean, I wanted people, I wanted to teach people how to exercise for the way their body's designed to move. And in Smarter Workouts, I give you 21 workouts that you can do that are based on movement patterns, not necessarily muscle isolation. And that's one of the things we're talking about you know, in the workouts, you know. Talking about yoga, Dorian, I think one of the reasons why Dorian likes yoga is because he's actually moving. You're not isolating, you know, you're not isolating load. If you isolate load into a muscle or a muscle group or a joint, load is force. You know, weight training puts force into specific areas of tissue. You know, it's one thing to do it for a little while, but if you do it repeatedly over years and years and years, it can break down the tissue and break down the joints. That's one of the things I write about in the strength specialist course I just wrote for Nautilus, is yes, you can use machines, you can use resistance training to get big muscles, but you also need to do other exercise programs to help keep from you know repetitive use injuries. That's important. You know, that's what the top trainers know. Top trainers know that, yeah, you have to use load to get big muscles, but you also have to do mobility exercises. You have to do core training exercises. That's one of the things that you hear Dorian talk about in this interview is how he's really expanded his exercise program. He still hits the weights a little bit, but he's doing other things as well to help his body move better. And that's why I wrote the workout programs I did. The kettlebell conditioning, the dumbbell strength training, the functional core training are all based on how you move. And if you're one of these people that loves exercise, you love lifting weights, you love, but you just notice that your body's getting sore and you can't do what you've always done, it's time to change it up. Start doing things differently. You don't need to lift a ton of weights. If you're like Dorian and you're in your 50s and, and approaching 60 years old, you don't need to be smashing your body with heavy weights anymore. You can do it once, maybe twice a week, but it doesn't need to be every workout. You have to learn how to add mobility exercises in. You have to do core training, integrate the core. You heard what Dorian historian said about Pilates training. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge proponent of Pilates. It can work for you, and it's a definitely a different way to train. But if you know how to engage your core muscles, you can, really, you can cha- cha- change the way you train and really change the way you feel. A lot of us that have grown up with bodybuilding, they grew up knowing one way to train, body might be a little bit sore now. That's exactly why I wrote the workout programs I did. That's exactly why I'm doing the education I'm trying to do through this podcast. This is my first time trying to offer a webinar, Dynamic Anatomy. if you're hearing this afterwards, you can buy the recorded version that'll help you understand how your body moves. If you understand how your muscles are designed to function when you exercise, you can change the way you exercise. You can exercise to feel better. You know, I love those days in the gym or <laughs> I haven't been in the gym lately, but I love those days when I work out and I just, I feel better. I know what it feels like to be crushed. I know what it feels like to, you know, try to lift a heavy weight and your shoulders hurt, your back hurts, your, you, you know, you want to lift heavy, but it just, it doesn't feel good. But if you understand how to exercise for the way you move, once you start learning how your muscles are actually designed to work, it will change everything with how you exercise and then you'll be exercising to be pain free. You'll be exercising to improve your range of motion. You'll be exercising because you feel better, not because you're trying to crush yourself. It really was quite an honor to to have this interview with Dorian. To say a huge thank you to Mr. Yates for taking his time for the interview. I'd like to say again a huge thank you to my colleague Eve for sending it up. And really, uh, it was a lot of fun also not only to talk fitness, to talk training, but to talk a little bit of spirituality. And at one point, you know, I'm a little nervous about it, but I really do want to do one of those ayahuasca ceremonies because of everything I've read about it. Is just and what we're learning about the benefits of psychedelics in terms of just being able to just change everything about ourselves really to me is fascinating. Exercise can already change everything about your body. And now learning how to exercise your mind in different ways, I think it just open up completely new avenues for everything we can experience in life. So as always, thanks for stopping by and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.